This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Sorepreneurs, Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. From teenage mom to a recognized top 100 national trial lawyer, award-winning international speaker, number one best-selling author, and successful business and legal strategist, Chevelle certainly knows how to soar, uninterrupted. She's here today to empower and educate you with effective business and legal strategies you can use to build and scale a successful business without interruption. Get ready. Get set. Let's soar. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Chevelle McPherson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sorepreneurs. This is your hostess with the mostest, Chevelle McPherson. And I am excited today because, as usual, I have an amazing guest. Um, I have today here Cheryl Burgett, and she is from Your Sales Genius, which is her company that she's had for about four years. But prior to that, Cheryl had spent 18 years in the financial services industry selling investment strategies to brokers and financial planners. And then she spent some time after that doing some master training. She's going to share all of this prior experience with us because that experience and that training is what led her to see a need. And she thus created Your Sales Genius. Genius, where she now helps entrepreneurs make more money and get more clients. At the end of this interview, you are going to have some nuggets so that you can get more clients and make more money because Cheryl Burgett is the woman to help you do that. If she can't help you do it, it can't be done. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. With that said, I am super excited to welcome Cheryl to the show. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Chevelle. Thank you so How much for you? having me on. Oh my gosh, I would spend every day with you. Seriously, <laughs> I would spend every day with you too. Oh, you're so you're so cool. I get to see you all around the world and all your travels. So. Um, anytime we can be together, let me, uh, let me buy you a martini. Okay. Oh, yay. And I'm not going to turn that down. Cheryl's going to buy me a martini and I am accepting it. Yay. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, girl. We were actually, um, we were just together approximately two weeks ago. We were both at the annual conference for eWomen Network. And I obviously am on EWN's podcast network station as well. And so we did sit down and we did a pre-interview and we kind of let the guests know that you were going to come on and you were going to talk to them today. So if you caught that pre-interview, great. If not, it's okay because now she's going to go full speed ahead and dive deeper into our pre-conversation that we had so that you will have what you need at the end of this interview so that you are better at sales, which means you'll be able to get more clients and more clients will mean you will be making more money. Right, Cheryl? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sales. So, Go ahead. No. So is there something you want to say before I start getting all in your business? No, I want you to just start getting in my business right now. <laughs> so Cheryl, I want to start with your prior experience because I know that if you have spent 18 years helping brokers and financial planners, that you can help any entrepreneur. So I want you to start with telling us about that experience. How was that and how did that impact where you are now? That is such a great question. And 
So let me kind of go back to, uh, I knew, uh, and I was very driven when I got out of college. I was very driven. I knew I was, um, you know, looking to, first of all, make an impact, uh, but also to uh, attain my, what I considered at the time to be successful, right? Which would have been, you know, Oprah said this, and I think it was really funny because I thought like Oprah, in the beginning, I thought if I can just make the amount of money based on my age. So, you know, if I'm at 29,000 by the time I'm 29, that'll be great. Well, I soon, quick, soon quickly surpassed that and realized that the best, absolute best, um, uh, best way to success is learning to sell. Okay. And so it, you know, it has an unlimited upside and the fear that most people experience is there's also no net to catch you if you're strictly commissioned. And so fortunately in our business, we had uh, a draw. So the territory was already producing a certain amount of money. We stepped in, I ran a 10 state territory and in two and a half, in, in about 18 months actually, uh, sold about $168 million in, in, in um, did $168 million in sales. So $168 million in sales? Yes. Okay. We, we, we already know if you can if you can sell 168 million in sales and you're talking about brokers and financial planners clearly you can have entrepreneurs in their sales oh so much easier so i began to take the things that i did and i noticed some things along the way so i noticed that i could sell anything when i believed in it so that's a principle that i today teach if you don't believe in what you have or you're, you're offering, if there's something um, misaligned, you cannot sell it and be successful, uh, generally for the heart-based entrepreneurs that I meet. Uh, they can also, I, I look at the driven heart-based entrepreneurs that I meet all the time. It seems to be the kind that I attract. So during that time period, I knew that not only did I have to do well, but I had to stand out. As you know, Chevelle, um, still... Uh, you know, financial business is still predominantly male dominated, predominantly. And I know that you know that in, um, in your field as well. So I think it was important that I was just really authentic with people. I really found that I couldn't be anything but. I had an experience early in my career when I watched a colleague of mine. We were all about the same age. There were two guys in me and we were all in the same position and I remember him trying to uh, get his way through a meeting by discussing something he didn't know about. And I remember note to self. How did that work out for him? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. And, and to be honest with you, it was something that was so impactful in my life that I thought to myself, never would I ever put myself in a situation where I tried to look smarter than I was. Mm-hmm. Right. Or to impress someone, I would I would say I don't know. So that that taught me to say, you know what, I don't know, but I'll find out. Right. right. And as I went through, I just knew that I could the the best thing I could do is just to be me and be authentic and make connections. And really, I learned early on that above everything else, that I needed to focus on solving my client's problem or the prospect's problem. And so, if they had that handled, next right? If they had what I was serving, uh, there was no reason to, uh, to offer that to them again. So I think that knowing the problem that your client has is really an important thing. And I learned that in the financial business. The reason I left 
is because I felt like I had achieved what I wanted to and found myself, you know, a little past 40 going, what am I going to do the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the market was changing. Uh, my relationships were the most important thing to me and I couldn't control what was happening in the market. So I went on a quest to find my passion. And Chevelle, my passion is, is still today, one of my top passions is to inspire others to find their own greatness. And I think that when we all do that, when we find that gem inside of us, the thing that we're, our passion and our purpose, that we have to give while we're here. And what I, what I watched is I became a master trainer and training all of these facilitators. They didn't know how to run a business. They didn't know how to sell what they had. Right. So after you were spent 18 years in the financial services, you started doing some master training work and then you discovered that those individuals didn't know how to sell. They didn't know how to sell. They didn't know how to fill a workshop. They didn't know how to get clients. And it was very difficult for them. They had never done it before. Um, You know, sales, sales tends to have a negative connotation. So I came up with an acronym Chevelle, that I start with all my clients and I tell them that sales, you guys have been fooled all along, that sales, the acronym for sales is serving anyone lovingly, effectively, and successfully. And that's all it is. And when you focus on that type of sales, you know, the sky's the limit. It's true. You know, it's true because, you know, even when uh, I don't, I mean, I've been selling, this is the crazy thing. Like, I've been selling and not realizing I've been selling. Like even as an attorney, when I'm convincing juries, I'm selling them my version of the facts. Right. Um, And like you said, I'm just being authentic and I'm making authentic arguments. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm not trying to present evidence that isn't there. Right. And even when in my with my business clients, the thing is with my business clients, it's the same thing. I don't try to sell them. I try to serve them. I I listen at, like you said, listen at what the need is. And then when I hear the need and I know I have the solution, I'm simply offering them a solution to their problem. That's service, that's sales, right? So your, your acronym for sales is dead on and it should help so many entrepreneurs because if we all start looking at sales as service, we're really, here's the thing. Even at the end of a sales call for me, if I'm on a call with a client, and I'm offering them a solution to their problems, which someone would say, AKA sales, they, they can either accept my solution, which means I've converted them, or they can just con- dis- decline, but continue to suffer and be in pain. So I don't look at it as though they said no to me. I right. look at it. They said no to themselves, right? That is so true. And, and Chevelle, if I, 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 I need you on one of my co- coaching calls because <laughs> That is so true. It's not about you. They're saying no to themselves. They either don't trust themselves, right? They don't trust themselves to follow through and actually take the action. Oh, it's like you. So you listen, I I will go. Okay. So Cheryl Burgett has 18 years service and sell. She sold $168 million in sales. You go on to, to master train and help people and you're, you, you have all this expertise so you can immediately see what the problems are. So if you are offering them a solution to their problem and they say no, they didn't say no to Cheryl Burgett. They said no to themselves. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you go and you know, we talked about this word, you talked about this word called next, right? 
So mm-hmm. it's like you offer them a solution. You offer them. It's like they're inside a burning house. It's on fire. You are the fire department. You have the extinguisher. You have the truck. You have everything. All they have to do is reach out, jump into your arms, and you can save them from a burning house. That's what sales is, right? And so yes. if they say, no, I'm sorry, Cheryl. I prefer to get burnt up. I'm going to stay in this house. You just <laughs> go on to the next house. <laughs> Let mine continue so to burn. You know, let mine continue. Yeah, let my house continue to burn. I'll figure it out. Maybe I can get out of here on my own. Although you've been, they've been trapped in there forever, right? Right. So you're coming along with the fire extinguisher, the truck, the holes, the tools, and the experience and the training to get them out the daggone burning house. But you can't drag them out. Nope. Nope. And guess what else? I've learned too in sales. It's not even my job to drag them out. That's what people call convincing. It's not my job to drag them out. It's my job to say, here's the fire extinguisher. Here's the truck. Here's the hole. Here's the way out. And, and, and they, they, are want to get, they need to want to get out so bad that they want to just jump onto my truck and just come with me. But if not, Cheryl, what's the word you said? Next. Next. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know, I well, I love your example. I mean, your, your analogy is so right. It's I mean, true. I was just thinking about it when you were talking and I'm like, listen, I'm looking at all your experience. I'm looking at all this and I'm thinking if you can't help someone with sales, they just want to suffer. They want to stay broke. They don't want to have clients. Right. And so, but that's how people have to think of sales. And stop thinking that, you know, you're not there to convince them to, you know, come on board. You're not there to scam them. You're not there to do any of that. You're there with a solution to their problem and they have to be willing to accept it or they can continue to struggle and you can move on to the next person. That's right. That's That's it. And, you know, I have to admit that being the heart-centered person I am, I have had to learn that it's not my job, that if, I mean, I can so clearly see it sometimes and their fear will stop them or that's generally it. It's they're afraid or they've tried other things that didn't work and they feel like they need to make up. I'm like, well, you're not making anything now. Right. And see, you know what? The thing is like, you are good at sales, but you're also very nice and very caring and very passionate. And I'm not going to say that I'm not caring and passionate, but I'm trained as a prosecutor. And my thing is, look, this is the solution. Do you want it? Okay, goodbye. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? So it's like, here's the solution. But anywho, um, I just think that, I, I just think that what you do is great. And I, and I, I think that um, if people see sales the way you have explained it, it could really change their entire mindset around sales, right? So let's do this. What? You want to say something before I, I'm, I'm going to take no, a brief break? Go but, ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm following you. Okay. Because this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let this sales resonate. I want you to give them that acronym one more time before break. Give them the acronym. Okay. Sales is serving anyone lovingly, effectively, and successfully. Okay. So that is Cheryl Burgett's definition of sales. I want that to resonate with you and I hope you wrote it down because now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a commercial break and when we come back, I'm going to let Cheryl get deeper into her sales process. She's going to give you some strategies and some tips on how you can not only use this acronym, but break it down so that you can be better at sales. 
She's going to give you some strategies and tips that will help you make more money and get more clients. So don't go away. You don't want to miss this and you want to stay to the end because she's also going to have a gift for you that's going to help you get into action because this is not just about taking notes and getting information. If you want information, get off of this podcast and just go to google.com. If you want transformation, come back after the break and hear what Cheryl has to tell you so she can give you some steps to get into action so your business can be transformed. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. Are you a coach, consultant, expert, or service-based entrepreneur? Are you ready to build a sustainable business, scale a business to six figures or beyond, or legally protect your business? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we have a gift just for you. At Soar to Success Academy, entrepreneurs just like you hire us to accelerate their income and protect their profit. Today, you can download a free copy of our Business Soar Blueprint. This blueprint will give you a step-by-step roadmap on how to not only build a profitable business, but how to also legally protect it. Your Business Soar Blueprint is just a click away. Go to ChevelleMcPherson.com to claim your free blueprint and start building a profitable and protected business that will give you greater impact and greater income. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sorepreneurs with your hostess with the most, Chevelle McPherson, and my awesome and amazing guest, Cheryl Burgett, who has been informing us about sales and how wonderful sales is and how you should just love sales because sales is really just a solution to your biggest problem. It's really not convincing anybody or making anybody do anything. It's just authentically presenting a solution and having the person who is ready for the solution accept. That's it. And as Cheryl and I already said, if they don't accept the solution, it just means they just want to sit in the pain a little bit longer. And that's nothing has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. So with that said, Cheryl, I want to talk to you about your company, Your Sales Genius. How did that come about? Well, Chevelle, I spent, when I was with the Passion Test, I spent uh, several years watching people uh, struggle with this piece about They'd be very excited after the training. They're going to help people find their passions. And then you talk to them a couple months later and they completely were uh, disenchanted because they didn't have a process or a plan in order to get this out and make money. Okay. So a lot of fear came up and quite honestly, you know, this change is hard to make by yourself. You'll go back to all the things that you've always done. If you don't have someone to be accountable with you, somebody to help you when you get over the humps. That's why when you start a business, the best thing I can always say to anyone is you want the fastest route. You want to be successful. You want to get there before you're discouraged. Hire a coach. I Hire agree. Who's done what you've done. And I agree. Yeah. It's just, it's part of owning a business. I think. I'm a fan in coaching. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching and I don't 
regret it at all um, because people say, oh, Chevelle, you're great and you're fabulous. That's because I'm smart enough to invest in people who were more fabulous and greater than me. And they helped me to become great. With that said, continue on. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree. We are so on the right page. So as I watched them, I actually talked to somebody who had turned us down. We had a business building program. And so years later, she came back and people can come back and assist. And she'd been around the program for a couple of years. And she was so excited. She was finally starting to make some money on a webinar. Now, I said, well, how much did you make? She said $250. Now, I don't know about you, but I spend that that much in gas every month, right? Gas and lunch. Yeah, gas, gas and lunch. I probably said I'd go over that, actually. But <laughs> when I said that to her, I said, oh, my gosh, I know you've worked with some other people. Do you mind if I ask you how much money you've spent? She spent $18,000 to get a, over like three or four years, to get a $250 ROI. Now, I don't know if that's probably the only amount of money that she made. I'm going to guess it may be a little bit more like $1,500, $1,000, but still. So I saw a real need that people, first of all, their mindset. Well, let me ask you this question. You said she sure. spent $18,000 in what form did she spend $18,000? Yeah, so she spent it, uh, help somebody putting a webinar together with her and doing things online. And, oh, oh, yeah. I see. So she spent $18,000 in all these other things. Mm-hmm. Really investing in the most important thing, which is being able to sell and get clients. Yeah, what I find is that most people want to put their stuff together, their content, make it look all pretty, and then they have no idea how to get it out. And you know what, can I just can I just say this too, because uh, I really feel a need to say this because I interview so many people and I hear some people, I, I even was on, I think last week, um, one of the guests talked about how, and, and I always tell people, you know, we all are in, we all have our own opinions. Like Cheryl has a, her opinion. I have mine. It's just that Cheryl and I, our opinions are sort of aligned. So it's great. But I had one guest and, you know, she, um, um, she talked about um, how people waste money on coaches and waste money on mentors. And I said, this was my personal opinion. Um, I do think some people waste money, but I think that some people hire the wrong mentors at the wrong time. It has nothing to do necessarily with the mentors. It's several reasons for that. I hate when people just lump it together and was like, oh, you know, you don't need a coach. You don't need to spend money on mentors. No, no, no. What it, what you have to do, and tell me if you agree, because, you know, we can disagree, but here's, here's my take, because I really want to get this thing clear on mentorship and investing. I believe, first and foremost, that almost every entrepreneur needs to have a mentor. They need to invest in personal development and education to take their business further faster. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I believe that a lot of entrepreneurs don't start off with some of the right mentors because maybe you're a brand new entrepreneur, but now you went and hired someone who's going to help you with Facebook ads, right? And that's just not... That doesn't mean that that's not a great mentor because they could be awesome and amazing, but it's not going to work for you because you're just not ready to be at that point. You might need to start off with someone like Cheryl who can help you sell first before you start to, because what if you see Facebook ads will help you get all these clients, um, all these prospects, but you can get all these prospects. But if you can't sell and close that doesn't mean that that mentor taught you anything that didn't teach you anything or you wasted money. It just means that you probably were not with the right mentor at the right time in your business. So I just want to give a caveat out there that there are a lot of amazing mentors, but I believe that you just need to make sure that you are getting help 
in the area you need, which means you need to know where you are in your business because there's mentors that can help you start. There's mentors that can help you scale. You shouldn't be hiring a mentor that is helping you scale if you haven't built the fundamentals. Some mentors can do it all. That's fine. But I just think that we all as entrepreneurs have to just be educated and understanding where we are in our business and the type of mentor that we need. What would you like to say about that? <laughs> I'd say 100% amen. I, I, I totally agree with you, Chevelle, that uh, we can't see our own blind spots. I teach people how to run a business and to build a business, but I can't see my own blind spots because there's too much opportunity. So I need to, I need to have someone give me the steps. What I love about my coach is that she doesn't give me steps that I can't attain um, at the time. Like her timing has been perfect. Right. You know, as far as what's your next step? What's your next step to grow and scale? So and that's why, and you have a good coach and you and I had the same coach and she's fabulous and she's excellent. And she definitely, she's the one who even taught us initially on. And I'm glad that I started with her because I have, you know, I had different coaches for different things, but I understand and respect that, you know, I need to make sure that my mentors are mentoring me at the level where I am. And that's just important. So with that said, I know that you are very capable of mentoring people at sales, which everyone needs to know how to do, right? What do you think is the biggest challenge that prospects face when it comes to sales? Fear of being pushy. That's it. Fear of being pushy and wanting to be liked. And they do not want to be seen, so they don't ask. It's the biggest travesty is, uh, is people expecting that people will come to them rather than them going out and finding clients. Um, I always say that, you know, Oprah, Deepak, those types of people who have names, Jay-Z, mm -hmm. people come to them. <laughs> people right. don't come to Cheryl Burgett. Cheryl Burgett goes out and makes an impression and then finds clients. Right. So, so we have the big names, Chevelle, I know you're on your way. Uh, that's really how it happens. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't get a referral here and there and that somebody doesn't come on who's found me. I call that a cherry on top. That's just right. a cherry on top. That's not how I can base my business. I want to be in control. A lot of entrepreneurs are, have a gene that says I'm in control. <laughs> or uh, little, right. I was trying to say it nicely, but basically we're controlling. We're just controlling people. So what, what strategies will you give? Because you just said that the biggest challenge is people not pretty much putting themselves out there so that they can um, ask for the sale or be in position to even receive the offer for the sale, right? So right. knowing that, what would be a step-by-step -step approach or system that you could give the listeners so that they can become better at sales? Okay, so I'm going to start, I'm just going to go through um, my five-step process, which is um, intention, so it spells I care, intention, clarity, action, results, and evaluation without judgment. So I throw that in there as a little asterisk. Uh, the very first thing to, be, to overcome intention, so being very intentional about what you're doing to serve people. So getting very, and then the second part comes in. So intentional meaning I'm going to, I'm going to be very intentional about my goal this month. A lot of times people set a goal and they're disappointed because they don't hit it. 
So they changed the goal or give up or just didn't hit it. No, you changed the strategy to hit your goal. So if I need five new clients this month, Chevelle, uh, that's my intention, then I am going to develop a strategy that allows me to get five new clients. It doesn't mean that I sit in my office every single day. It means I get out there, I'm meeting people, I'm setting up sales conversations. So let me move on to the second one, which is, so intention is knowing what you're going to get, not just more clients. That's really vague. So intentionally stating the number of new clients you want, okay? Mm-hmm. Then number two is clarity. Clarity of the problem you solve. What problem do you solve? Because then you can completely come from a place of service. You know, Chevelle, I see people all the time worrying about what they're going to say. I'm going to get, this is, this is a golden nugget right here. Guess what? Can you ask questions? Because that's your number one job. Not telling people what you do. I love it. It's asking questions. And when you're listening to the answer. Yes. (laughs) Well, I think that's just, you know, kind of normal, but. Right. And and not, not worrying about what you're going to say again, have a list of questions you're going to ask that leads them to their problem and pain. And if you can fix it, tell them you can fix it. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, right. I mean, in a very simple way. That's how it works. Okay. So uh, then we go on to um, actions. What action steps do you take? So getting clear on what are the questions you're going to ask somebody to lead them to that place, right? That they need help. And right. so Chevelle, tell me a couple of questions you ask a prospect when you're having a sales conversation. What are a couple of things that you ask them? Would I ask the prospect? Yes. Um, well, the first thing I want to ask the prospect is, I want to know what their goals are, yep. right? I want to be clear. Um, I want to know why they haven't achieved their goals because that's going to let me know where the problem is. If they want yep. to be at point B and they're at point A, I want to know what kept them from getting there. So those are some of the questions so that I can get clear because now I, when they tell me what they struggle with, now I'm going to know if I have a solution with that struggle. So I'm asking questions so that I can find out where my prospect is, where my prospect wants to go, why my prospect hasn't gotten there, and then can my solution get them there? That, that was so beautifully said, and exactly what we're talking about, is just asking those questions to find out what is the problem, why right. is it the problem, and can you fix it? That's it. Right. That's it. Don't make it more complicated than it's that. It's very simple. It I ask those simple. questions all the time. Right. right. Every person. That's what I want to know. Right. Um, so, so Chevelle, I think that when we, when I share with your listeners about the things that they're going to, they're going to say in that conversation, you're asking questions, not telling people. So the action is, uh, finding out if you are, if you believe that you are a possible solution to someone's problem. Right. And so those are the people you're setting up, uh, sales conversations with chats on the phone. Some people call it a one-on-one. It's a little bit, uh, you know, people get trapped in that one-on-one and it's okay to ask questions. That's how you go. And if you find that this person has it covered, you know what? Great. Perfect. If they have it covered in all aspects. Uh, I think for what I do, there's always room, unless I need another sales coach, right? Uh, There's probably always room I can help someone uh, with one tip or one, you know, I say there's no tricks, one tip that I can help them to increase their conversions. If I help somebody to increase their conversions from 20% to 30%, that's perfect. No, uh, that's great. Also, 
Yeah. So the next, so I'm going to go through, so I'm on, so intention, clarity, action. So action is getting out of your house, meeting people, uh, finding a lead generation source that you're consistent with. Okay. So when you're taking action, the, the, the idea is to find a system and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it till you're bored. Okay. If it's working. And so going to effective networking, strategic networking strategic. events. Strategic. Not just, not just every event for, that has plastic chicken and people. Events, <laughs> events that have your ideal client there and events that are going to likely lead to many conversations for you because the more people that you can talk to, the more ideal people that you can talk to, the more likely you are to have those conversations so that you can ask those questions and convert those prospects to clients, right? Right, right. And, you know, while you can fish in a barrel when you have a group of people that are your ideal clients, and so you walk in saying, I want three to five good contacts by the time I leave. Right. Uh, I know, Chevelle, your number's a little bit higher, but you also find clients everywhere you go because you are attracting that type of client. So, yes. you know, I can be at a summer picnic or an anniversary party or a, I can be at jury duty and find a client. Right. When Absolutely. you the problem you solve and right. you're listening for right. what are people struggling with? And I'm all, and I tell people all the time, I'm a walking marketing machine, which basically means that, um, <laughs> It means that whenever I have a conversation with someone, I'm always inquisitive. I'm always asking questions. I'm always on alert because you never know who your next client is. You could be sitting next to your next client on an airplane. You could be sitting next to your next client at the beach, no matter where I am. And you know, Cheryl, I'm very personable. I'm always outgoing. I'm always talking to people. And I'm not talking to people about me. I'm not talking about how fabulous Chevelle is. I rarely talk about me. I right. listen. I'm talking to people about how are you? What's going on? What do you do? Really? How is that going for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, are you struggling? What are you struggling with? How long have you been struggling with that? Oh, wow. That's it. Oh, would you like to talk more about this later? Because, you know, I actually have someone who I'm working with now who was struggling through the same thing. But after working with me for three months, they're over that problem. So would you like to get on a call and talk about it? I mean, those are the types of conversations that you can have. Always listening and always being prepared to be of service. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what I'll also add to that, Chevelle, what you're doing is you're showing a genuine curiosity in others. Absolutely. Because not all of those people, I just gave that example, but some conversations don't end that way. Some end, oh, wow. Well, I hope things work out great for you. Because if I don't detect that I can help them, I'm not, I'm not try, trying to close any and everybody. And as our coach would tell us, everyone with a credit card is not our client. I'm listening to see if this person generally is someone I can authentically help and serve. And if right. so... Yes, I'm going to invite them on a call so we can continue the conversation. But if not, I'm going to bless and release that person and let them move on their way because we talked about that word earlier. Next. Next. That's right. <laughs> Next. Right. It's not personal, right? It's business. You know, Shabelle, so, one of the things I want to say really quick is that when someone asks me a question um, and, and they, or, or I make an offer to them to work with me and they say, no, I now have added ready for this. Is that no today or no, never. Right. I love it. Right? I love it. Uh, so 
anyway, I just want to wrap this up just really quick. So when you are consistent and you're tracking your results, that way you have results, right? When you start doing this, then you are better able to articulate and figure out how many people do I need to be talking to each month to gain five clients? Right. Uh, there's a process that we go into that we look at, but we have to start doing it first and then evaluate without judgment. Women are the worst about judging their results. And here's the thing. If you have three people show up in an event, here's, here's, rather than saying, I suck, nobody wants to come see me. The other thing is, wow, I didn't start my marketing early enough. I didn't call enough people. I didn't get enough commitments. I should have had a, you know, return, returnable deposit. I should have, right? What I usually say, what I usually say is review and correct. That's it. Review what happened, review what you did and see what you can correct the next time because every experience is a learning experience. You shouldn't judge yourself from the point of um, negative critique. Judge yourself from the point of improvement. How can I do better next time? Because guess what? At the end of the day, you know, you have to keep on moving. You have to keep on striving. And the only way you're going to improve your results is to keep going. Right? Right. Absolutely. So I love it. So you basically, Cheryl just laid out a system for you, um, her eye care system. And she talked about being intentional. You have to really be intentional about setting your goals. She talks about having clarity um, so that you can ask questions and listen so that you can know whether or not you solve someone's problem. Because if you do, that's going to bring you to the action steps where you're actually going to be able to lay out a system that you can help them with and so that they can consistently get better results. And you are going to um, make sure that they get the results and you're going to evaluate. It was evaluate um, yes, without, judgment, without judgment. Right? right. You're going to evaluate without judgment so that you can evaluate what worked, what didn't work, and then make room for improvements and adjustments the next time around. So that is her sales system. I care. And if you follow that and you implement it, you can become better at sales. No doubt about it. Um, she did it. I'm doing it. And there's no reason why you can't do it because the only difference between those that are getting results and those that aren't getting results is typically effort and consistency. That's what I find. If you're not trying, if you're not doing these things, and if you're not consistent about it, you won't get results. But if you do the work and you are consistent about the work and you just keep going at it, you will get those results, especially if you are intentional and you are clear, you're taking action, you're monitoring your results, and you are evaluating without judgment. That's the system. I just laid it out again. You heard it about go. three, four times, right? Here we go. So, Perfect. Well, you know, they don't hurt the first time. Or the anything, second. Right, yeah. Anything else you want to give the listeners before we sign out and let them start implementing this eye care system so that they can become better salespeople, Cheryl? Absolutely. So here's what I want to do. Uh, a while back, my clients were struggling with book consistency and booking co- calls. So I have a, 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 a book called Book 30 Calls in 30 Days. And I want to offer that to your listeners so that they can have an instruction of what types of questions to ask. It includes questions. It also includes some information on follow-up, which people aren't very good at. And the reality is you need to be following up with people at minimum of eight times before they buy. And that's always a shocker to people. And it gives you some ideas in follow-up as to what to say. So I think that's really the, the key there that, that people don't know what to say. But I'd love to give that to them in the way oh, that that... Yeah, I would love for the listeners to have that. This way they can make no excuses because they'll know exactly you know, how they can book 
calls. They'll know the question they're supposed to ask, and they'll be able to close these cells and follow the eye care system. So if they get this gift, plus listen at the information you gave today and implement it, they can transform their sales process and there and therefore get better results. So give us this link. Where can we get this gift? So it's easy. You just take your phone and you text 38470 and you put in all one word sales genius. And Love genius it. is spelled G-E-N-I-U-S in case people get a little confused on that. So sales one genius word, all one word. Out of its lower caps. Uh I think you start with a capital S. Okay. Okay. So, so I want you to text sales capital S A L E S genius G E N I U S all one word. Yes. To three eight four seven zero. You text Correct. that to three eight four seven zero. I'm also going to put it in the show notes so that you can get this gift book thirty calls in thirty days so that you can have better results at the end of the thirty days. You should have more clients, which means more money. And that's what we want your bank account to say. Cha-ching. And then you can say, thanks, Chevelle and Cheryl. <laughs> you, can thank, you can thank us all the way to the bank. Me and my co-host have hopefully enlightened you on the sales process and given you some strategies and tips, right, Cheryl? Absolutely. It's my pleasure to um inspire others to find their own greatness. And the way to do that is to make sure you're profitable and you can sustain yourself and not have to go back and get a job. Love it. Love it. So if you want to get into inspired action, get this book, get working on your sales process, and let's see you go happy off to the bank as opposed to sad back to your former job. We don't want that. So thank you so much for stopping by, Cheryl. It has been a pleasure. This has been so much fun and it has been very informative for my listeners and we truly appreciate you. And to all my listeners, thank you for tuning in. And as I always say, keep soaring because your opportunity could be on the other side of that obstacle. So you cannot stop. Keep going. And let's continue to have these entrepreneurial conversations. So tune in with me again next week, same place, same time so we can keep your business soaring until the next time everyone bye cheryl have a great day take care bye thanks chabelle you're welcome bye-bye thank you for listening to this episode of soarpreneurs uninterrupted with chevelle mcpherson where entrepreneurs like you get empowered and educated with business and legal strategies they need to build and scale successful businesses Join us every week as we continue these entrepreneurial conversations. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, please visit ChevelleMcPherson.com and click on the podcast link. Be sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are released. Remember, your successful business may be on the other side of an interruption, so keep soaring uninterrupted so you can have the income you desire the peace of mind you deserve, and a lifestyle you've designed. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.